Welcome back, hockey fans. I hope everybody enjoyed their Labor Day weekend. I am Brian Mitchell bringing you the fourth edition of the PhD podcast. We're going to try to bring you everything that you need for the world of hashtag Berg Hockey. You can find us on Twitter at PGH Hockey Digest, myself at PhD underscore Mitch. Our website is berghockey.com. You can find us on Instagram, PGH Hockey Digest, and that's also our Facebook short name, but it's also Pittsburgh Hockey Digest on Facebook if you're looking for all the up-to-date hockey stuff in the Pittsburgh-based hockey world. We're going to try to bring that to you this season the best we can. If you need anything from me, you can shoot me an email or whatever. Uh, shoot me on a DM, an email. You can find everything you need on the website. Shoot me through the through my Twitter, through Instagram, Whatever you need to to get a hold of me, you can do so. We're going to be doing this all winter time, so we're going to be bringing you up through the state championships and a little bit beyond. And what we're going to do today is we're going to touch a lot more on the PIHL. We got the schedule a couple weeks ago. Of course, we're staring down St. Margaret's, but I'm trying to go a little bit further. It was Labor Day weekend, so we had a little bit of time. There wasn't much going on, so I figure... Now's a good time to look at those high school and see some of how some of those rivalry games are going to set up. I've already got my in the rinks set up throughout October. I'm not going to tell you till the week before that I'm there, but we will be having a lot of uh, in the rink coverage this year. Uh, of course, myself, Alan Saunders is going to go out for a little bit. Ed Major is going to be covering a lot of Ice Castle, Mount Lebanon, a couple other places in the South Hills. We're going to do the best we can to bring you the best possible hockey coverage that we can. Uh, of course, like I said, we have St. Margaret's coming up. I'm going to be there the s Tuesday and the championship game. Ed Major should be there on Monday and Wednesday of next week. So it should be a good week for all of us. And we hope to see you out there. I will be recording this very podcast on Tuesday night next week at Alpha Ice Complex. I'm uh, very excited for that. I'd like to have as many uh, players or anybody to be interested in coming out and talking about Pittsburgh-based hockey come on and talk with me. Uh, always an open mic to any anybody that's interested in hockey. We want to hear from you. This is what we're doing this for you. So please come out, say hello. Maybe we could talk a little puck and we could figure out, you know, what a stories are going to be great this season. Any storylines we might want to look at. We've got a bunch going on right now. So I think we're just going to jump into it. What I want to do here is I want to cover the alignment changes and a couple of the immediate early games that are going to be interesting to be played out. Um, of course, now we got a couple movements within. So we're going to start, basically we're going to start from AAA and work our way down to D2. Triple uh, A, very, very, about the same. It didn't change as much. We lost one team. Of course, Plum went back to AA after a season at Triple A. And they're not, they're going to be a loss there. Uh, but the nice thing about that is that they've got a lot less travel whenever they went to double A. We'll talk about that later, but they didn't add any teams to triple A. It's going to be a nine team conference. They, they set that up pretty easy. All the teams are going to play each other twice, and each team's going to play two teams three times. If you were listening to last week's PhD podcast. We spoke with J.C. Bell. He was explaining that they play two teams three times, and those were he was focusing on for this upcoming season. So that will be an interesting way. Of course, AAA, led by the Penguins Cup champion, Seneca Valley, of course, winning that big game up at 66 against Peters Township for the AAA championship last year. And we'll switch gears over to AA now. AA, of course, gaining plum the AAA team from last season, the former AA team. They also for gained a another AA, former AA team in Moon. Moon, of course, coming off a D2 championship. They were uh, able to move back into playing a, as a pure team this year. Uh, the seniors of Olsh and a couple others uh, graduated. They were able to get their junior varsity team built up and were able to come into a pure standing this season, come back AA. Uh, you'll find out about the players from Keystone Oaks, uh, Seton LaSalle, and Olshan, among others, heading over to Bishop Canavan, who is a returning team this season in D2. We'll get to that in a little bit. But the, uh, the lineups look like this this year. In the north and west, it is going to be 
Armstrong, Hampton, Mars, Moon, Pine Richland, Quaker Valley, and Shaler. All these teams will play each other twice. In the south and east, it will be Baldwin, Franklin Regional, Greater Latrobe, Hempfield, Penn Trafford, Plum, and Upper St. Clair. Those teams will play each other twice. Now everybody will play each other at least once from the other class, the other conference, and they will play 19 games this season. So that's going to be an interesting way to do it. You, of course, were not seeing Montour or North Hills on that list. Those two teams moved down to single A for the upcoming season, which, of course, when you look at it, it probably makes a little more sense, but it made it a little bit interesting in single A when we get there when it comes to scheduling and how they did their divisions this upcoming season after not having divisions last year. And, of course, we're looking at the double A champion Armstrong Riverhawks. They, of course, graduated most of their scoring and are going to be looking to replace that this upcoming season. So the challenge is going to be high for a lot of teams with big returning scoring. Uh, of course, you're looking at teams such as Hampton, who probably has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder after last season's postseason disqualification. Uh, going to see if they can make it in and prove themselves. Pine Richland, who was very, very, very big last year when it came to the score sheet. And then you had, of course, your teams such as Penn Trafford. They were t they're returning their top scoring line from last season. The, of course, Moon is going to be coming back in after a championship. Now, I do believe majority of those players came from Olsh and the, uh, the other teams. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to pull it off this upcoming season. Shaler graduated a lot of their scoring last year, so it's going to be an interesting year for quite a few of them. Looking down the list, you're going to get a lot of Baldwin from Ed Major. He's going to be covering down at, at the uh, Ice Castle a lot this season. We're going to see a lot from them. Franklin Regional, of course, standout goalie. Danny Soltes is going to be back this year for his senior year. It seems like we talk about him every single year, and it's it's you know, those four-year starters are a very interesting dynamic when it comes down to it because you realize you're talking about them for four years, but it doesn't seem like it until they're not there anymore. And he's going to be back again another year. Um, Plum, now, this was a team that spent a year in AAA and didn't exactly have the firepower that they had last season. And, you, of course, you graduated Sergio Benitez last year. So it's going to be an interesting sight to see what they're going to do up at the Pittsburgh Ice Arena. I can't wait to get up there and see a, see everybody from Plum. They've always been a supporter of what we do. We all of our teams have been supporters of what we do, and we want to reach out and you know we want them to know we do appreciate it. And we're not trying to show favoritism or anything or anything like that. But you know when you show us a little bit of love, we're going to show you a little love back. And Plum has been one of those teams that has showed us a little bit of love, and we do really appreciate it. So we're going to find out, and we're going to see where that plays out this upcoming season. I can't wait to get up to Pittsburgh Ice Arena and just see how everything's going with the Mustangs this season. We're going in. We're going to start getting a Class A. Now, this is the part where it's going to get interesting, folks. Very interesting. We've got three divisions with 22 teams this season. Now, Greensburg Central Catholic dropped out this season. They're not going to field a varsity team. Montour and North Hills joined the conference this upcoming year. And it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Now, there are three divisions. In the North, the North will only play people the teams within their own division twice. So they'll play a home and away against teams in their own division. The South and the West will play two games against the South and the West, two games against the South and the East, I'm sorry, one game against the South and the East, each team, and then two more games within their own division. So they could see a team three times within their own division. The South and the East will do the exact same thing. They did split it up nicely because last year the way it worked out is everybody played everybody once, and you either played them at home or you played them on the road. 
So when they split the divisions, the travel schedule dropped. Now, we talked about that a little bit earlier with Plum. Plum's now in a division with Penn Trafford, Hempfield, Latrobe, Franklin, Baldwin, and Upper St. Clair. Furthest they've got to go is the Ice Castle in that division. Now, I'm not talking about the out-of-the-conference things, but even if you look outside the conference, the furthest that they have to go is the Barrel Ice Complex and play Moon. So you're looking at last year, they had to play teams up in Erie with, Can with uh, Erie Cathedral Prep. They had to go that way. So it's a little bit easier for them to travel and do those things now that they don't have to drive, go to Erie and play a team once in a year. So it'll be an interesting way that they'll, that dynamic's going to change for a couple of these teams, especially teams like North Hills and Montour, who had to play out of the island and had to travel to the other side of the city to play. They won't have to do that at all in this schedule because if you look at this team, their division in the north, they got to go up to Brady's Run and play Beaver and Blackhawk. They have to go to Valencia, play Deer Lakes. Okay, the only game that they're going to have to travel for really is to go to Freeport. Freeport's up in Catanning, play out of Catanning. Then they get Fox Chapel at Alpha. Meadville, up 79. It's an easy trip if you think about it compared to having to drive through the city. Then you got Mo they play North Hills and Montour. Three of their teams are net play at the exact same rink, so it's kind of like a home rink advantage for all three of those teams to play when they play each other. It'll be Montour, North Hills, Swickley Academy, and West A plays in, the, uh, of course, in Barrel. So it's an easy trip for all of them to play each other. You know, that only that they have to worry about is making that trip to Meadville and Freeport. The rest of the games are going to stay within. They're not having to travel to Westmont Hilltop. They're not having to travel to Bishop McCourt. They're not going to, going to Indiana. They're not going anywhere like that. So that travel schedule has been lightened for them. And it will actually be an interesting way of seeing how they're going to play that out. Now, of course, south and west, they're going to play the south and east. Char uh, Valley, of course, out of the Le uh, Lebo Rec Center. Of course, also South Fayette. South Park, coming out of the Ice Castle. Thomas Jefferson has basically reigns the share with Ringgold this year with EF not with a, not having a team this year down at the Ross Traver Ice Gardens at Hockeyville. Wheeling Catholic and Wheeling Cart Park are playing out of West Banco Arena again this season, however, because they are not in the state of Pennsylvania, do not play in the playoffs, so their standings will not count towards playoff ranking, but you still have to play to win, and their points do count whenever you play them for rankings for the players that can play in the postseason. So... They're a big, that's a nice travel for a lot of them. I think I noticed that Thomas Jefferson's a team that has to play both of those teams three times. I believe they go there five times this season, so, or four times this season. So it's going to be interesting to see how they, how the dynamic goes. Actually, they go there five times, or, yeah, five times this season. They host Wheeling Park and they go to play Wheeling Catholic or a combination of that. They'll go there. So they were the unlucky team that had to do that this season. I think, I believe they'll play another team that does it, but. It's also nice to go down and play at West Banco Arena because other than going to Bishop McCourt and Westmont Hilltop over playing at the Cambria County War Memorial, there aren't any major rinks that you could play with that are of that caliber. And, you know, the Island Sports Center is nice, but if you look at it, it is still, you know, it's a collegiate rink that <laughs> it is basically souped-up hockey rink. Uh, high school rink, and it's not the same caliber as going to a West Banco Arena or a or a Cambria County War Memorial. I believe it's the first Summit Arena there now. That it's not the same. So that's a nice little detail for them, and they you know, travel there, and you get to play under the big lights with the four thousand seats around you, and get that feeling of just a big game atmosphere, even if you only have a couple hundred people in the stands. And then you look at the South and East. Of course, we're talking about for the defending champion Bishop McCourt Crushers. Uh, they'll be in a division with Greensburg, Salem, Indiana, up out of S&T. Salem, of course, is out of Kirk Nevin Arena in Greensburg. Kiskey area, they're out of the Center Ice Arena. Norwin Center Ice Arena and Westmont Hilltop is out of the Cambria County War Memorial. So...
you look at that, and each team will play each in, in the North will play each other twice. The South and East will play the South and West twice, uh, themselves in, in their division once, and then two more games within their division. So, you know, that's going to be an interesting. That's 18 games in single A. Double A will get you 19 games and 18 games in triple A. We're down again another year of them dropping how many games that they play, which I think is nice to spread out throughout the season, especially with the uh, the travel and everything that's been taken on the last couple years. And of course, now we're going to switch it over. We're going to talk about the co-op division, Class Division Two. It's one conference, a couple, a lot of movement here. The defending champions are out. The defending champion Moon Tigers move to Double A. The crown is up for grabs. If you if you're one that follows it, it will fall into the hands of the returning former state champion Bishop Canavan Crusaders. Of course, they return in 2018-19 after a year off. Uh, they they move from Double A into D2. They will be picking up the teams that Moon has decided to leave behind to return to D2. Now, of course, they will be the defending champions in spirit. The Olsh Chargers, of course, and you have Seton LaSalle and Keystone Oaks and a couple other teams that get involved in that. So if you're a team like Burl, who was up and running last year, and they were running on all cylinders, and you're getting that dynamic scorer, Tyler Stewart, back this season, it's not... Far to say that it's going to be a rush here for the win for it, but you look out on the lineup. Bishop Canavan's coming back with a lot of those players that were played on the team last year for Moon last season. You have Carrick, who's coming back. Central Valley was always a tough beat last year. They played a very rough, a very tough style up there. Connellsville is going to be a fun team to watch this season. They made a good run at the end last year. Uh, came up a little bit short. Returning team this year, the Knock Knights. I'm going to enjoy this all season. I'm going to refer to them. I just First time I get to say it on a podcast, we're going to call it Knock Hockey. I love Knock Hockey. That's going to be my favorite line on this entire thing. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I love that. But just so we're all on the same page, my first in the rink of the year is going to take place on October 2nd at 7 p.m. at the Ice Mine in Connellsville. We're going to see the Connellsville Falcons and the Knock Knights face off. And I'm excited. I wasn't able to make it out first week, and I'll be able to explain that in a little bit to you. You'll know what segment I'm talking about whenever it comes to that. And following Knock after the D2 teams returning, Erie McDowell. Erie McDowell will be playing out of Mercyhurst Ice Center this year. So that's going to be nice to see. Morgantown returning down in Morgantown Ice. And then you have another returning team. However, they are not able to make the postseason, and that is Nishanik, because they do not have a team from Pennsylvania. They're running players that do not go to Pennsylvania, I believe, uh, are ineligible, so they will not be able to play in the Division II playoffs. Ringgold coming out of the Ross Traver Ice Garden. And then Trinity is the final team coming out of South Point at Princecape Arena. So they'll play each other twice, and they'll play 20 games, the most games out of all the teams. Um, of course, Nishanik ineligible for the postseason. I do believe Morgantown is eligible for reasons that I'll have to look up the rule book. And I, I'll, guys, I'm not the answer to every question. I don't have that. I'll have to ask somebody that I know a little bit better, that may know a little bit better than me. I know exactly who I have to ask, and he's a good man, and I'll have to talk to him, talk to Matt Popchock. I'm calling you out, brother. If you have an answer for me on that, I would love to hear that. Morgantown eligible to play in the PIHL postseason. However, Wheeling Park, Wheeling Central, and Nishanik are not allowed this year. So, please, if you have an answer for me, brother, I will come back and talk to you. I'll probably talk to you before that, but we'll figure it out. Um, seems like that's been a case for a while with them. But those are your divisions for this year. Um, when we get back, of course, we're going to pimp out the 
Mitch's challenge at this time, because now we have our teams that are going to be playing this season. We're going to try to get those student sections involved, and we're trying to get them something at the end of the season to see who's the best of the student sections out there. Mitch's challenge. Then we will talk about the big games from the beginning of the season. Hello, everybody. Mitch here, and we are talking Mitch's challenge. Of course, Mitch's challenge is trying to find the best student section in the PIHL. I'm looking for all classifications. Anytime that I'm in the rink, I'm going to be paying attention to some, a lot of the action, but also the student sections, because I want to see the, what you guys got out there. I want to see a very rowdy section. I want to see some sections that are having a good time. I want to see you guys do everything short of getting thrown out, anything that could actually stop or harm the game. Bring your signs. Get that face paint on. Have a good time. At the end of the season, whenever I decide who wins Mitch's challenge, they might get something out of it. We're still working on the details for it, but I definitely want to see your best out there. So I don't care who it is, classification, single A, double A, triple A, D2. Bring out your best when I'm in the rink, and we will see you in the rink. This challenge begins at the St. Margaret's Tournament. Any of the teams that are playing there that can have home ice advantage and have those students show up for the games, please do so. I want to see it. Of course, I will be there on Tuesday night. So let's see. On that lineup, I am probably going to need to see the following teams. The following teams to see if they have what it takes to win Mitch's Challenge. And those are not available. No, they are. I'm just kidding. On the USA rink, if I can get the teams from, the fans from Pine Richland or Butler to show up. Hampton, you're right up the road. If I can see some of your fans, that'd be great. Mars and Bethel Park, a couple there. Of course, Pine Richland, Butler is that first game, 5, 7, and 9. On the Europe rink at 5.30, Montour and Upper St. Clair. It's going to be a little bit rougher to get the fans up there. Baldwin and Armstrong are the same situation. And, of course, the big one, if I can get them out, is Shaler. That's Shaler's student section. Was crazy during that PIHL play-in game last season. I'd love to see them come out again and try to win Mitch's challenge. Um, they're a front runner from last season's preseason standings, uh, postseason standings. So we're going to see how that plays out. Ed Major is also going to keep an eye on that for me. Let me know, you know, who he thinks he has out there. He's a little bit biased towards his home teams, but that's okay. I'm okay with a little bias there. That's not a. That's not anything wrong with that. And so, with that being said, after St. Margaret's, the championship game is the following Monday. I will be there. I'll miss a couple of the teams because I won't be there the remainder of the week. But we all have Ed Major there on Monday and Wednesday. We hope. So, here's how we go: the big games for us this coming season. This, these aren't the in the ring coverages. Let's make sure we're all on the same page. All right. These are not the in-ring coverages. On opening night, we have a single-A matchup at the Ross Trevor Ice Garden. Thomas Jefferson and Wheeling Central Catholic. At the Lebo rink, it'll be Pittsburgh Central Catholic and Mount Lebanon. And then uh, Chartiers Valley will face South Fayette at 9-10. That's a doubleheader there. Doubleheader at Ice Castle. Baldwin opens against Greater Latrobe. And then South Park will face Wheeling Park at 9 a 7-15 game at Robert Morris, single A. It will be Montour and Fox Chapel at 9-15. It will be Swickley against West A. Swickley and West A at 9-15. I'm sorry, we got to, on my schedule, they have shorthand. I don't write the schedule here. I just see it. Go all the way up 79 at 7-35. Meadville hosts North Hills in their single A debut. That's a way to break them in, make them go all the way to Meadville. At Barrel, a 7 o'clock start for Moon in Quaker Valley. The return to double-A for Moon there. And then Pine Richland and Penn Trafford will face at Barrel at 9 p.m. Frozen Pond in Valencia. We have Hampton and Shaler at 7.10. And Butler and Seneca Valley getting ready to defend the crown at Frozen Pond at 9.10. At Pittsburgh Ice Arena. The runner-up and, well, chip on their shoulder because of the way that the final went. 
The Burl Bucks will host Nishanik making their debut at 9 p.m. at P Pittsburgh Ice Arena. Center Ice Arena, Kiski, Norwin, 6 o'clock, Franklin Regional, USC at 8. The double-A matchup after a single-A matchup there. And then, of course, at Kirk Nevin Arena, the Hempfield Spartans will open up against the returning the double-A Plum Mustangs. That's a 7-15 start in Greensburg. Second day, we've got, of course, that Tuesday, Peters Township will host Cannon McMillan at the Princescape Arena at Isaacplex. And Mercyhurst Arena will be Erie Cathedral Prep and North Allegheny at 7-15. And at the Ice Mine, I will make my season debut as the in the rink for the regular season as Connellsville Falcons host the Knock Knights. 7 p.m. at the Ice Mine, I will be there. And we will be recording the podcast. Hope to talk to a couple players and see what, how the season's starting out for them. Thursday, it will be Carrick and Morgantown. And then Bishop Canavan makes their return against Ringgold at 840. That's all. Those, three those two games will be at Ice Castle, 640, 840. Some D2 action for you. And then you get Brady's Run, the opening for Beaver. They will host Deer Lakes. And McDonald's. Central Valley will host Erie McDowell at 8.45, 6.45, 8.45 starts there. At the Belmont Ice Complex, it will be Freeport and Blackhawk at 8.20. Kirk Nevin Arena, Armstrong will face Mars. I had to look that up and see why that game is being played at Nevin. Um, but there is, if you're in the Greensburg area, uh, some some hockey action going from the defending double A champion Armstrong Blackhawks. It might be a scheduling snafu that I'm missing, but we'll see how that plays out. The S&T Bank Arena opens up the Indiana Little Indians matchup against the Westmont Hilltop Hilltoppers. 7:30 p.m. is a start there in Indiana. I will be back the following week, week number two. I'll have three days of coverage in week number two. The first game of the week, the, the, the schedule looks like this. At 7.15 from the Ross Traber Ice Garden, it'll be Ringgold and Trinity. 8.30, South Fayette and Wheeling Central. Upper St. at Levo Rinks. At Ice Castle, Upper St. Clair and Plum will face off at 7, followed by South Park and TJ. Thomas Jefferson still staying there. At the Island Sports Center, Robert Morris, it will be North Hills facing Freeport at 7.15, followed by Montour and West Allegheny. At 8.30 at Hess Ice Arena up in the Newcastle area, it will be Nishanik making their home debut against Bishop Canavan, a game of two returning teams this season. Barrel, you see North Allegheny and Mount Lebanon at 7 p.m., and then at 9 p.m., it will be Seneca Valley and Erie Cathedral Prep. Frozen Pond will be the in-the-ring coverage for me that week. It will be Deer Lakes and Swickley at 7.10, and Hampton and Mars at 9.10. I will be there for those games. Of course, I promise Deer Lakes I will get there as soon as possible. There's where it pays off, guys. You get, the, you get your home opener in the rink. I'll be there. Burl will host Morgantown at 9 p.m. at Pittsburgh Ice Arena. And then, of course, you have Center Ice Arena. Norwin will play Greensburg-Salem. And Penn Trafford at Baldwin will face off. Six and eight are the starts on those games. Latrobe and Franklin Regional finish that day at Kirk Nevin Arena at 7.15. Tuesday, you've got Cannon McMillan playing Bethel Park at South Point's Princescape Arena. We go all the way up to Mercyhurst for McDowell and Carrick at 7.15. Alpha Ice Complex gives you their second in-the-ring coverage and the second podcast recording of the week. It'll be Pittsburgh Central Catholic hosting Peters and Shaler hosting Quaker Valley. That's a 7-9 and nine start and an in-the-ring coverage from me. Westmont Hilltop and Kiskey at the Cambria County War Memorial closes out the Tuesday. That's at 7.15. And then you look at the following day, the Thursday. It will be Blackhawk going the Mead, hosting Meadville and Beaver hosting the Fox Chapel Foxes. 6.45, 8.45 starts there. At 9.10 at Barrel, it will be Pine Richland and Armstrong. And then Nevin Arena has 
Hempfield and Moon. There's a couple things that I might be moving around there. I might be going to that Hempfield Moon game, depending on, you know, a couple things that might be, go you know, but I need to get to see Armstrong this year and see how they're going to play out. So that one might be questionable where I'm going. And all three of those games are up in the air. All, none of the in the rinks are set in stone, just so everybody knows. That's it. I'm going to tell you for the first two weeks what I'm looking at, and we're going to go week by week basis, and I'll explain to you everything that's going on. And hopefully we'll get to that point where I'm be able to throw in, you know, standings and what they mean and, you know, the scorers and, you know, what players are standing out to me and what players deserve a little bit of praise. Um, then we're going to go with that. So, like, this, you see how I just did that? It's going to be changing a little bit as we go. We're going to talk to big games. But for the most part, I'm looking like it's set in stone for me. So October 2nd, I will be heading down to Connellsville on a Tuesday to the Ice Mine. I will be opening my in-the-ring season. Of opening night, we will have a couple guys out covering the games for you guys. Uh, it's not just that we are covering those games. Uh, there are a couple games I've already got them scheduled. A couple of people have said I'm not going to mention them until we're 100% certain that everything's set in stone, but we're trying to get as many guys out on opening night as possible to get to these games. Um, yeah, we're going to see what we can do for you guys. And I'll be back on Tuesday of the f of the second, Connellsville Knock. Uh, and then the following week, I'll have three days for you. So hockey is back, guys, and it's coming back with a vengeance, and we're going to be able to get involved in that, and it's going to be a fun time had by all. And based off of the way that everything's scheduling out and settling pretty well on, it seems like we are going to be able to get a lot more games to you this year because of the regional coverage that we, we're able to cover. So when we look at those tougher ga to get to games, it's just that we are now going to be up against weather. And the weather's always the tough in the rink coverage for us. That's the decider. If we can get there safely, we will be there. And sometimes games get canceled because of the weather. Games get changed and moved because of rink issues and times change. And we try to adjust the best we can with what we got. So when I tell you I'm in the rink, I'm not 100% certain that that's set in stone until the week of. So when I announce my in the rink coverage, that's usually when you'll know that I'll be there. And that I'm going to do that the week before on the podcast. And like I said, this week, my in the rink coverage next week is going to be twofold. Number one. My in-the-ring coverage is going to be Friday, 7.05 p.m. at the Cambria County War Memorial First Summit Arena, of course. Johnstown Tomahawks will host the, the 18 USA Hockey Developmental Team, and that is a preseason game, and I will be in the rink hopefully talking to quite a few of the players and getting to know them for the upcoming season, getting you some pictures from the War Memorial and that'll be my first in the rink of this week. The second one is going to come in on Tuesday. And I already talked this earlier. It's going to be St. Margaret's. It is St. Margaret's time, folks. Tournament starts. I will be in the rink on Tuesday. I talked to Ed Major. He seems like he will be in the rink on Monday and Wednesday for us. Like I said, no guarantees, but we will see how it plays out. A um, couple other things that I wanted to bring up from the in the rink coverage. We got some new segments coming up for our podcast. I, of course, spoke with Andrew Wisniewski after last week's talk about the CHL, CWHL players being drafted from Robert Morris, and he is excited, and we're going to talk about getting him on, do some interviews, and play for you guys in some interview-only segments that are going to be on the podcast. So that's something that I'm going to be working on. I'm going to be trying to do a couple Twitter polls throughout the season. I'm having a hard time trying to figure out how to handle Mitch's challenge. Um, that is the promotion that I got to tread lightly with because I don't want to incite a riot. I mean, this could end up being pizza and T-shirts to the winners and maybe a trophy. I haven't decided yet. I would like to have a trophy. I think student sections deserve a trophy. And every season we talk about, you know, Mitch's challenge winner. We'll call it some kind of a cup. We'll come up with a crazy name for it. But it's something I think would be fun to have with the uh, the teams and the and the students. So I'd like to see the team support if I can. 
but we're going to work on that and see how it plays out. Um, got some feedback from last week's podcast. Um, of course, the big one was somebody had tweeted me, and I believe that was Matt Mamros. He mentioned that he was wondering how I was going to clone myself. Uh, Matt, not 100% sure how that is going to work out. I haven't figured it out to this point, but uh, there might be a cloning portion. Yes, you are right. There could be a cloning portion, and I'm working on that diligently, and we'll see how it plays out. I do thank you. Um, and Matt Popchalk, of course, I want to thank you for your support for getting on with, through with us this season, and we're going to be seeing you with the women's team this year from Robert Morris. But, you know, of course, thank you for the big, Big thank you for the uh, article from Andrew Wisniewski this week, uh, dropped on Saturday, about the three girl, the three women's players who played in the Canadian Developmental League. And if you didn't read it, please go to berghockey.com and look for it. It is an absolute stellar article and some really good coffee table reading about the development of these these women and throughout their progression in coming through Pittsburgh and going and playing at developmental camp. And it's just amazing to see the tie-ins and see what they're going to be because it's a very special team there at the island. And we're getting excited for the season coming up. Uh, they will start on, of course, the women's team will start October, sorry, September 22nd, I believe, is their first preseason game of the year. It will be at the... Island Sports Center, and it will be against University of Ontario Technical Institute. Uh, of course, of course, that was actually the University of Ontario Institute of Technology. The Ridgebacks, the women's hockey squad, is going to be playing their international game at 7.30 from the island on that Saturday. So it will be a, sorry, it's 7.05 start at the island Paul Tolentino's squad is going to get to look at six new players on the team after graduating such a dynamic class. And, you know, I'm interested to see, like, it's going to be tough for me. I'm not covering that game as a standard in the rink, but that's going to be the women's preview show that week, I believe. In two weeks, that's going to be where I'm going to be recording our podcast. It'll be the, the preview for their game. Plus, it's going to be the results of the St. Margaret's tournament and moving into the first week of the hockey coverage at the PIHL. So it's going to be a really big week for the podcast that week. Um, and I think, if I remember correctly, Youngstown's playing. That is the USHL showcase. I'll be at 66 that Sunday, too. So Sorry, the USHL showcase at, the, at 66. So I'll be down there for Youngstown and a couple other players a couple other teams, and just check that out and have a good time. It's going to be some good hockey played on the western side of the city this coming in the next couple of weeks. So if you have a chance to check it out, please do. Um, the women will start on Saturday. Then if their season opener, it'll be the following Friday. I'll be there for those two games. And it's going to be a dynamic season for them. And I, I hope you guys get to come out and enjoy some women's hockey and see what it's all about at the island. Is you have your defending, two years ago won the conference championship. We're in the conference championship game last season. Of course, lost to Mercyhurst. And it's going to be a good season. I'm good, excited to have some of my coverage back this season. So we'll see how it plays out with that. And, of course, I was just speaking of the six new players. I'm reading over this Matt Popchalk write-up on them. Uh, it's hard to get a little bit more uh, detail on the recruits for women's hockey compared to men's hockey, but it's he, he did a good job writing them up. Makes me kind of excited and get ready back into the rink with a little detail on these women and see where they're going to fit in with the Colantino squad after graduating such a prestigious class. Um, a couple of forwards. Uh, looks like it's going to be Courtney Coleman, Mackenzie Krasowski and Leah Marino. Two defensemen, sorry, two defenders, Wazen Rice and Jillian Thompson are going to be on that back line and trying to help out Ariel DeSmet this upcoming season. 
and I'm going to be in the rink for that game. I want to see how those guys, those uh, ladies play out for Paul Colantino this season. I always am excited to get new blood there and see what it's all about because this is what it's about. It's collegiate hockey. gets rolled the next year, next four years. And as Kirsten Welsh said two weeks ago, it goes by fast. You don't realize it, so you just got to enjoy it and love it as much as you can. And that's where you're at now. So we're looking at that coming up at the island. Uh, and let me see if we have any information on them from the main site. You can always find any of this stuff at the Robert Morris Colonials at rmucolonials.com. And he doesn't have that updated yet, but we'll, it'll be there soon. It, it's always fun to have. And so we're going to have that exhibition game coming up. The men will o open up their exhibition game in October, the first weekend in October. So be prepared for that coverage coming up. Uh, the men, of course, playing out of the island. They've got the big Three Rivers Classic that has no location as of this moment that I can't figure out. But it will show up at some point. Um, it's always a fun time with Derek Schooley's squad. So that's going to be we're going to be starting to move in a little bit more with that with Gary Heeman starting to ramp things up in the next couple weeks for the men's side. Uh, a couple things that popped up on the site this week and a couple things that might be coming your way. You're looking at of course a lot of coverage start to be built up this week. Uh, of course we had mentioned that we had the Robert Morris women who played for Team Canada. That was a big article released this last Saturday. Um, we are trying to follow a little bit more of these midget, follow up on these midget major AAA teams. I'm probably going to try to release a couple things. I have uh, the Penn's Elite Girls. I went to their practice right after that, that game between the Predators and the Penguins Elite last Sunday. So I'm going to be heading up. I'm going to be probably posting those in the next couple days. And we'll have uh, Mitch's picks up for that. And this weekend, we're going to try to get to Johnstown. Well, it, we're going to be at Johnstown to talk to the Tomahawks and a couple of the players and see how things are going to go on their up upcoming season at the first Summit Arena at Cambria County War Memorial. Of course, you knew that I was going to make sure I get to that point at some and say that right at some point. Um, going to have a little bit more of a talk, I think, this week with Ed Major about what's going on in the ACHA this upcoming season. He has some interesting insight to how that's going to play out, and we're going to find out and see where that's going to go this year. Uh, hopefully we can get Andrew Wisniewski in with a uh, one of his interviews in, this ne in the next week. Uh, of course, with Labor Day and everything, it's going to be a shorter show today. So I just wanted to cover some of the updates for PIHL and what's going on with that league and not try to just, you know, continue to... <laughs> parrot what is being said but there's a lot more that can be added to the conversation um, I'd like to get some more information on the on SMARC this upcoming season and yeah there, there's a lot going on in the world of hockey right now and I would really like that everybody if you have a story or if you're interested in something that we've talked about please open up that conversation let us know I, it seems like tonight I'm talking about myself a lot, but at the same time, we are at the point where it's still some hockey still has to be played for us to be able to start talking about it. And it, preseason's a little bit rough, so yeah, we're there. And we'll, you look at this, and I'm looking at uh, St. Margaret's, looking at on Twitter right now. We're getting ready to ramp up for that, and we're gonna get into that. So I'm gonna get back to you with I'm upset here real fast, and then. We're going to say bye-bye for this week's podcast. Yeah. I'm working on time. I'm upset. 50,000 on my head is disrespect. So offended that I had to double check. All right, guys, here's the situation. I am upset, and I don't have to explain to you. I don't have to tell you my personal life. I don't have to tell you anything about what I do outside of covering hockey for you guys. But I'm going to right now. And the big situation that I want to explain to you is that in the rink this year is going to be a little bit different. Now this year it was easy for me to go up and cover any game that I felt like because I really didn't have a lot going on 
in the evenings. I was pretty much free to roam around western Pennsylvania and cover hockey and have fun doing it. But something happened between November of last year and this coming October, and that was that outside of this, I host trivia. I host for a company called Twisted Trivia out of Greensburg, so we do a lot of pub trivia. And what happened was I blew up. (laughs) I got real busy real fast. I had picked up a show in West Newton, and then I... So I have that every week on Thursdays, but I have select Thursdays that I scheduled off so that I can do certain games. So actually games on those Thursdays. I don't have anything on Wednesday, but there are no games. Mondays and Tuesdays, I have shows once every three weeks. So I have a show on Monday. I won't have it for three weeks. I have a show on Tuesday. I won't have it for three weeks. So I'm going to miss quite a few big games. And Unfortunately, one of the games that ske- that's the schedule sat on was opening night. And I have a sh- I actually have one of my off shows on Monday night and I have I so I have to cover that game th- that trivia show instead of going out and covering the in the rink. So that pushes my coverage back. It's not that I'm going to try to miss a lot of these major games or I'm not able to make it. Let's put it this way. The week of next week's coverage, I have three shows. I have a Monday, Wednesday, and a Thursday show next week. So I'm only able to go out Tuesday. If it was up to me, I would be out there all four days. Alan Saunders would be very upset with me that I would be there every all four days, but I don't care. The following week, I'm able to make it to the championship game, which is huge. That was also the reason why I missed the AAA and AA championship, Penguins Cup championships last season. So... That was because I had a show and I wasn't able to make it out. And I mean, I unfortunately, you know, a lot of people have to make a living and this is how this works. I never really get, you know, I don't get too much compensation for doing this. And that's not what I'm upset about. It's not about the money. It never will be about the money for me with this. It's that I want to cover hockey. I love covering it. I want to cover it for you guys. And I may be terrible at it. And shows like today might happen every once in a while. But it's something that I look forward to every week and getting this ready and being able to be in the rink. And definitely something that upsets me is that I don't have, and that was, we were joking, and that's what I was joking earlier, talking to Matt Mamros. He uh, tweeted me back. He was like, this cloning thing is going to be a thing. Well, that's going to be the story for me all season is towards the end of the season, whenever I'm out of gas and tired and want to quit and everything that I do, where will we be? And, that happens every season, but every season that I've been doing this, it seemed to be getting later and later and later, and that's a good thing. You're start- I'm starting to build my own coverage conditioning up. Maybe I'll actually be able to get through April and into May. Who knows? It could be a good good year for me. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. We need to get some of our teams to play into April, and of course, I'm looking at one in particular that can, and I can go on a little trip whenever they do. Yeah, I'm looking at you guys. You, Robert Moore's men's hockey team, we need to get you to NCAAs so that I can go on the road and cover some hockey. But, unfortunately, you know, got to get there, and I have to get there, and I have to be not dead whenever I get there because whenever I'm tired, the coverage starts to slack, and I don't want that to happen this year. I'd rather be burnt out because because I'm covering so much hockey and – that's something that I look forward to every year, that April, that May, where I don't even think about hockey. And I know it's a bad thing to think about as a hockey fan. As a, I'd rather sit back, relax, and be a Penguin fan for two months, the two months that count every season. Like I said earlier in the podcast, I dropped my season tickets this year. So hockey for me is going to be the PIHL, the midget majors, the collegiate level, and everything in between. We're going up to USHL. We're going to go to the NAHL. We're going to be doing a lot of coverage. And, yeah, it's going to be tough to be able to catch all the big games and big coverage and, you know, rivalry games that happen every year. And I love to go to those because it's fun, and I want to be able to go and say that I've seen every team at home this season. That's not going to happen. And that was one thing that I was floating around with Mitch's challenge was that maybe we're going to need to have a couple of these games that we're all going to play because the teams play each other 
and on their own home rink, and I'm able to get the student sections there and enjoy it. I've had that happen last year a couple times, and it was an absolute blast. And I look forward to it and coming up with what's going to happen with Mitch's challenge. And I just need to be able to get to the rink, and I want to be able to cover everything possible for you guys. I want to be able to cover all the big games. I want to be able to do that, but it's just not going to happen. And I hope everybody that understands what's going on with what we've got. And our business is basically we're going to cover as much hockey that we can. We're not going to promise you the world, but we're going to at least try to give you a whole corner of this state's worth of coverage. And there are teams that we're going to miss, and there are teams that we're going to not be around to see. But I definitely don't want that to be the case this year. I'm not without the hardest work, hardest effort that I'm going to give to you guys to make sure you guys don't go without coverage this season. So that is what I'm upset about this week. Well, with that being said, I want to say thank you to everybody who has been listening the last couple weeks, who's starting to catch on to what we're trying to do here. Um, I really want to see some more input from you guys, see what you guys want to hear. If you have the stories out there, if you want to hear about such and such as chasing this milestone or this team is coming back and they have this detail that they, you know, that deserves to be known. Um, we want to know those details and we have a lot of that out there. I can name 800 off the top of my head. There's got to be, you've got to look at players like Madison Parker, who's probably going to be chasing some kind of milestone going into her senior season at, at Indiana uh, for a female goaltender in the, in the PIHL. There's got to be some kind of detail she's going in. I saw last week you have team players that are moving along with their progression. You look at teams moving, players moving from certain midget majors to certain midget majors. Some are moving around there, and you know they're trying to move on in their careers. And everybody has that same goal of wanting to play juniors next year to be able to set up play college hockey in four, in two or three years. And I want to know about those stories. Everybody's got them. You guys have, I mean, whether it's the parents that want to tell us, that's how we found out about Hayden Hintenmeyer in the first podcast. Uh, you know, or the players themselves want to hear about it. We talked to Kirsten Welsh about that type of stuff. Uh, of course, we J.C. Bell last week about the scoring race. And, and, of course, you look at someone like Roman Kramer who's moving along. I can't even find him on any roster right now. It's either going to be Youngstown or it's going to be in... Johnstown and I'm going to Johnstown this weekend and we've already got a lot going on there you got Christian Gorshak and you've got a couple of the players from the S Mark Stars playing there this past year of course Christian Gorshak played for Hempfield and it's just one of those things you continue to watch move and move along and progression of these players and I'm hoping to see players like Christian Gorshak next week I want to talk to him and see how his you know, his time moving along through the NAHL has been going to him, and hopefully I can get a, get some time with him and talk about the major hockey stuff that he's experiencing moving along and seeing wh where he's looking at for if he's moving on to play college or something along those lines. Of course, you knew, like I said, Roman Kramer, Division One Robert Morris next season, not this season. He's re either returning to Johnstown to play for the Tomahawks or playing for Youngstown this upcoming season. So... It's going to be one of those details we want to talk about. There's a lot of hockey and a lot of stuff that, to discuss. And uh, one thing that I didn't note, I talked, I touched on a little bit earlier, was heading to these developmental uh, practices, not really these midget major practices for the girls' teams, uh, Penguins Elite, the selects, all this stuff that I'm going to be taking care of this year. I want to talk about these multiple moving from PIHL to the midget to midget major triple A or double A or you know division what whatever level they're playing I want to know about that that's the type of stuff that I feed on I want to have that information because there's a lot of hockey out there and we're only a couple of guys who want to cover it and we need to hear from you we need the input of our people out there and you know even if it's the student sections we hear about it from the student sections we want to hear that banter we want to know you know, what you want, what you don't want. Uh, you're the ones that are going to the games. I'm just going to go and see who's the best. I need to know who's the best. And that's one of those things you just need to let me know. So if there's anything that I can do for you, 
to you know help you guys get covered right even more. Like me coming going to Deer Lakes was something that needed to happen. That will be our first in the rink of the regular season of the PIHL. So I'm excited to go up there and see the Lancers. I'm going up there, and of course that game is going to be a a double header that I'm going to be able to see, and that you know. That is something that I'm trying to get involved with. That doubleheader is, of course, with Hampton and Mars. Uh, Hampton, I'm going to have a couple I'm going to probably put them on the uh, spot about, well, not, uh, no, that's not right. No, that, that is incorrect. And I'm going to leave it on. I'm not going to cut that because I want to see where these juniors that were on the team last year, where their heads were at after that, that big disqualification. You know, it's a little bit of a, motivating factor for this season. You know, we're going to talk about that type of stuff next during that week and I would like to get their input on it. I you know you're probably going to see short you know, short memories always abound, but there is, you know, room to discuss it because those are feelings that occur and that that is what I'm trying to is to connect that feeling with everybody out there in the world. And I hope to do that this season with everything that we do on the podcast. So, well, with that being said, it was just me this week, so I don't need to go through a full list of people to thank, but I want to thank Matt Popchock for all the, the support he had this season. Andrew Wisniewski for bringing on uh, a little bit more input to the PhD podcast in the next coming, in the coming weeks. Um, and one more thing before I get going, if anybody is interested in joining our team, please contact any of us. We are always looking for interested, you know, prospective journalists or journalism students who need a who need a good byline and need to need a little experience. And we'd like to give you that opportunity at Pittsburgh Hockey Digest. And you're a photographer, you're a photojournalist, or you have experience writing, you know, in the game in in rink uh support for us we're always looking for that i would love to bring on a couple more people that are just as passionate about hockey as we are so please don't hesitate to contact any of us we'd be willing to bring you guys on and you guys at least the way i figure it and i explained it this way to everybody is people want to see experience and people want to see that you have you have what it takes we're giving you the op- we'll give you the opportunity to get that experience here at Pittsburgh Hockey Digest. We don't discriminate against anything. We love to see people who are enjoying. We like I said we lost, you know, we have people who have moved on this past year. We have people who are coming on this year. So, if you're interested in joining our team and learning, you know, getting on-site and on-hand experience, please contact us. Let us know. We would love to have you on with us and be able to do things like, hey, they're going to come on the podcast and they're going to talk about this game that they had. Or, hey, they have a great story about such and such who just broke a 10-year-old record in the PIHL. Or, you know, other things. And you can always stay specific to your location. We're not asking you guys to travel halfway across the state. So, hey, join the team here at Pittsburgh Hockey Digest. Let us know. Myself, Alan Saunders, anybody. Just come and join with us, man. We like to have all a good time. We like to have fun with what we do. We love hockey. And that's all we really need is people who love hockey and want to learn. And you get that eagerness and you want to learn and get experience to maybe move on to get a bigger and better job. Come and join us. Join us here at Pittsburgh Hockey Digest. So let me restart that. For myself... For owner Alan Saunders, Edward Major, who's going to be helping me out with the St. Margaret's Tournament next week. Everybody at Pittsburgh Hockey Digest, we hope you had a safe and happy Labor Day. And starting this weekend, we will see you in the rink. Take care, guys.